this again. Wait, what are we doing? You, you know. No. Podcast. Wait a minute. You hear that? What is it? I don't know. It sounds like it's getting closer. What the, what the fuck is that? That's right. Rotten Mornings Podcast is coming back at you for season 11. The same old blah blah bullshit you've always expected from us. Remember Rotten Mornings Podcast? Season 11. I forgot that part. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Mornings. I'm Matt. I'm Grim. Hi, I'm Carrie. And Carrie's here. Look at that. Spidey's here. Uh, Spidey's here too and so is uh, Newt. Newt. Okay, God, baby. I say this, this is your baby and you're not acting like this is your baby. <laughs> He was just the Spidey. Careful, Dad! <laughs> well, I was cuddling Spidey, and then she ran and turned her butt towards me and ran away. Now yep. I've seen her since. She said, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? Enjoy your spider she love, jealous. you fuck. <laughs> she was fucking staring at me. Matt and Grim were looking above my head, and I was like, what are they looking at? I turn around, she's just over my head like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that doesn't understand what we're talking about, uh, Carrie's been cuddling with a giant spider and her cat took offense to it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So guys, like we always like to do, we fucking start off the podcast for a segment. We always kind of go back over all the stuff that we have done. Uh, and nor we've been kind of regularly going back and forth from releasing one of these podcasts or releasing a Morning Friends with Rotten, which... We're compiling a few episodes of Morning Friends with Rotten, so uh, maybe possibly one week we'll be able to take off from one single thing we do. But yes, <laughs> yeah, um, who knows? Yes, Matt I can is guarantee you that we're going to have a Morning Friends with Rotten with Mr. Marlin coming up very oh, soon. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> that's an yes. easy one. Mr. Marlin and his wife are coming, and we are very fucking excited. Yes, it's going to be awesome, dude. So, we'll just start on the recap scene. Recap, of course, there's been lots of editing from Matt, and we've taken turns doing different filming, and Carrie has her schoolwork, and I took a little bit of time with not just uh, spending time with my child, but also soaking up the sun now that it's warmer. <coughs> she soaked up the sun for the first half of the week. Uh, it <laughs> rained and was cold for the, another bit, and then she was sick for the rest of the fucking week. I weekend. was sick. I have been very sick. And Carrie's been fucking ritualistically removing people. <laughs> yes, <she has. laughs> yes. Our little yeah, fucking assassin here. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's just been, y'all all have been putting in a ton of work. And I've been like, doing a lot of sun magic. Carrie's been doing a lot of moon magic. Yes. Guys, I know a place. lot of you, yes. a lot of you guys watch our stuff and they're like, oh man, those chicks are so, they're so fucking hot. Oh, <laughs> Okay, look, it's cool to applaud how hot they are, but you should applaud how much effort they put in to doing all this shit. That's what you motherfuckers should be applauding. Absolutely. Dude, we go without sleep all the time. All the time. We get delirious. So remember, they love to be told they're beautiful, but they've heard it a thousand times. Come with something a little bit more feasible, like, God damn, you motherfuckers put in more work than anybody else I fucking know. We got some talent here. I swear. We work for this talent, though. So sure. I guess like the first thing we should talk about again is as we have been talking about is that Grim is still she made these kick ass fucking crowns. Yes, I'm still working on more. We're working on crowns and we're working on the video to tell you guys how to win these. That'll be coming soon to the YouTube channel. So it be sure to be. subscribe and get people to subscribe. We're really trying to get to a thousand subscribers. <laughs> Before we do this giveaway. So, you know, go on your parents' phone, your grandparents' phone. <laughs> yeah, hijack YouTube and hit subscribe. <laughs> hey, please. knock some people out in the woods and carry them away and take their phones and do it. You there know? you go. There plenty of phones. If we can get to a thousand, it'll help us out a lot. Just off the jump, it'll help us grow a lot faster. So, yeah, we'll also put out a lot more media on there. We've been putting out a lot of media every day since mm-hmm. Monday. I've been releasing single skits that I cut out of. Rotten and Grim Kids episodes, uh, and that's been going really well. I upload them to every different social media we that have will allow every day. It. 
that will allow it. Sometimes Fuck TikTok, you, Instagram. You're being sucky. Sometimes TikTok says no, and Instagram has suddenly not let me post more than 15-second videos, and I do not know how to fix it. It's annoying as shit. It is very fucking annoying. Fuck you, Instagram. But yeah, subscribe to the YouTube to know how to win these tiaras, these crowns, these headpieces, whatever you want to fucking call them. Yeah, and uh, we actually finished off the back porch. It's all clean, and everything's all put in order, and Grim took pictures of me putting my <laughs> tools up, and everybody had something funny to say. Thanks. Why would you do that? <laughs> right, you know what? You know what? Since we're not doing a community segment, I, I want to go to that. I want to read a couple of the comments on some of the posts that we've put up lately because I think that'll be similar. Y'all y'all will be okay with that, right? That'll be better than the community segment. That way I can read comments from each one of these posts that we're talking about. I haven't felt good. And I did not even try to make a post or send anything to Matt to put up or anything. Yeah, we all so, fucked Sorry up. about that. <laughs> I have not done that. So on the tools post, here's some comments on the tools post. Bruh, let me get one of those pipe wrenches. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Tommy's talking about. Uh, I've got a, what's that banana doing? I don't know what that means. Thank you, Corey uh, Metters, for your comment. <laughs> Bear Hummel says, trying to find the tool you need. I know this all too well. Eric Nelson says, Matt, don't feel bad. I do the same thing. And Brandon Thomas says, the real question is, does Matt know how to use his tools? Well, I can go ahead and promise you that you I am proficient in my tools, sir. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so uh, I think like uh, some of the first ones I uploaded, the uh, silent uh robber thing and i love that skit my mom was asking me all about it she was like is that my car you used for the video <laughs> yeah we used your car yep, for the video yeah that was your car <laughs> another fun thing that uh bears mentioning is, is that left hand black uh actually earlier in the week they had posted a video uh sending people to their youtube to check out the music video that we filmed for them uh which is uh for the song uh, murder you we had such a fun time fucking filming God, that and making this. it was so this. much fucking fun. And then, uh, just a few days ago, they released their... And let me see if I can't find the actual name of it. It was a very specifically named thing called the Let's Scare Jessica to Death 3D EP. <laughs> it, it had a fucking ton of names, but it's a 3D comic book. With the single of Let's Scare Des Jessica to Death. Oh, it's called the Let's Scare Jessica to Death 3D DIY An Anaglyph LTD Edition EP. That's a, that's a mouthful. And it looks bad as fuck. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll end up getting a copy of that because it looks bad as fuck. But it's funny because we actually filmed a little TikTok video for them to their Let's Scare Jessica to Death song. And we are planning on doing another video. To the song, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, because I think it's our yes. our favorite one of their songs. Yes. It's always been my favorite one of their songs. But they're going to be doing a giveaway of the classic version, the black vinyl version. So that's going to be awesome. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see. We, of course, got that Nightmare Dungeon. We'll be doing a St. Patrick's Day thing, which is uh, next weekend. Uh, and Nightmare Dungeon is way the fuck off away oh, from yeah. us. <laughs> so we won't be able to go. It's about seven and a half hours from here, but best of luck to Nightmare Dungeon. We've got a lot of friends mm -hmm. that work out there, heard a lot of great stuff. We do plan on making it out to that haunt in Woods of Terra. They're kind of in the same area uh, because you guys, y'all just, we hear you put on a hell of a fucking show. And uh, we recently had a happy International Women's Day. Yes. And I think that started as a Dutch tradition where it was women's fight day where it's i don't know why or the mistranslation went to but it's fight for your rights and everything because where it's a reminder to constantly fight for your women's rights that's awesome and here in america it just international women's day it's not fight for your right kind of thing so i don't know why they dropped that but you know that should be fixed yeah right it started <laughs> not here so what the fuck uh, and as you know, uh, us here at Rotten are all about International Women's Day because Rotten is run primarily by women. So, who yes. are International Women's Day? Yes. And Matt frequently embraces his femininity. So I do. I that. embrace my femininity. <laughs> femininity. 
and you posted a lot of TikTok videos, one of them being the biscuits one, where Carrie's like, are you going to make biscuits? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite part about that video was you didn't know I was going to make that face at the I end. Did yes, yes. I was going to I remember that. I was like, no, you're I like, Carrie! I was like, here, make, just do something, you know, whatever, for the ending part of the video, and you make that goddamn face. <laughs> slow part on Spongebob when Spongebob's really scared and trying not to sing it and he's like, I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for our mandatory Spongebob. He's like, go, 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 yeah. Uh, big shout out to one of our rotten uh, members, Constance. Uh, she actually just retooled uh, both of her characters, Vex and, and Lady Grey, and they look awesome. awesome. Yes. She did yes. such a kick-ass job. And uh, <clears throat> she sent me a couple of videos for the uh, project that you sent uh, out to people. We've got videos from uh -huh. her and from Mr. Marlin now. Do you want to explain to people what the project you're working on is? Not exactly just yet, but I will say that it's like, it's a series within a series in a way. So the first one, it's going to be like, send us in your questions about nature or things that are happening yeah, outside. Tell them, tell them you want something. Sent yeah. So it. if you guys want to be in one of our episodes uh, that's coming up, very soon, please send us a video where you're doing something outside. It could be anything. It's how to work on your lawnmower, how to anything, or what is this plant? What is this whatever? Send us your questions like you have no idea what it is. And we're going to use them. It's going to be funny. Send yes, us your and, dumb and ass shit. Remember, you, I want you on video asking us questions we so want, we can put you in the episode. We want more of the community. Yes. We love you guys. Send us some videos. If you want more on how to do this, ask us. Ask us. Send us yeah. a message. We'll, we'll <laughs> try to answer your questions. Yes. Uh, so we also had uh, another one of the lives with Azaz. Azazel, where we debunk uh, ghost videos, and those are always super, super fun. Yes. And I actually added a couple of videos that I made as a joke because I, we're running the Conjure TikTok right now, and I'm just uploading like fake ghost videos uh, mm -hmm. where I made fake ghost videos. So that was super fun showing those and being like, like oh, these how, look like shit. I, know, I love how everyone's like, whoa, where was that? What is that? Yeah, like, everybody knew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy comment on one of the posts like, how do we know that this footage wasn't edited? And I was like, Faith? <laughs> I don't know. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch it because yeah, Barry go. and I strip. Yep. <laughs> we take our clothes off and throw it at Matt. Yes, yes, they did. At the end of the it now both of the ends of those lives are something you want to watch. I promise <laughs> yes. you. Um, go back and watch so it. Go back and watch it because you'll. It's fun as shit. It's so much fucking. The fun. mic is moving. The oh mic. god, the mic is falling. Come back here! Oh my god, it's fucking haunted! <laughs> ah! That's that funny. No more talking about ghost stories. So uh, then, of course, like I told you guys, we Grim was sick for the weekend, so we didn't get a ton of stuff done. This weekend, and I worked Carrie on some editing, and, and Carrie had schoolwork and stuff. But I was Shigo at one point. She was. was. She did a badass uh, Shigo uh, cosplay. And uh, you guys will Beautiful. be seeing that. Uh, um, um, um. Yeah, I know. It's nothing. Uh, you guys will be seeing that soon. Uh, she's released a couple of cool videos on TikTok. And I did some uh, green screen work with the fire yes i'm so excited to post that one and i have a lot more cosplays coming in this month so those will be coming periodically throughout the next few months so stay tuned for that yes follow us on everything so you can see what the fuck we're talking about yeah because we don't know Ooh, exciting <laughs> so yeah guys um I think you got anything else to throw out? Well, I posted a lot more of my cage videos, and I will be getting a new cage and making more because I fucking love that shit. Yay, cage! Yeah, Grim needs a new cage. I, need I a have new to cage. agree with you immensely on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. You posted the unicorn depression. Yeah, and it didn't post on Instagram because fucking Instagram's being a twat. Instagram yes. doesn't like us. And the Russian adoption. 
Yes, and again, I tried to post that one to Instagram, and it keep it will not let me post. Boycott Instagram, Nikki and Vicky. Yes. Yeah. Here and I are Nikki and Vicky. Fun. We adopt a fucking imbecile. Imbecile. Happy family. And Matt, all the pictures that he had taken of us. Yeah, we posted all the all the pictures up that we took. There's going to be a lot more pictures soon. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pictures. There's always going to be a lot of pictures, guys. Yes. So we're just picture, picture whores. We're, we're picture whores. Picture whore, it's picture whore. Come along, it's picture whore. I love photos. And your whore and your picture. And that is all. Apples. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> uh, picture whore. No, get him out of here. Get the hell out of here. You as long as nobody starts wanna... peeing on anyone, that means <laughs> R. Kelly's not involved. Yeah, this, this is Cosby. Good. Different yeah. kind of crime. Okay. But yeah, so uh, that's what we've been up to this week. I hope you guys enjoyed our ramblings. I, I mean, can't fuck, eat you're ice watching cream this because thing. it makes me sick. What the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I got oh, some sweet tea. God, you guys, if y'all haven't gone to Dairy Queen and got one of the churro dipped, like soft serve ice cream cones, you're missing out on everything in life that is good. The churro dipped ice cream well, is fucking I amazing. I can't have it. The caramel brownie. Sunday. I have not. Oh my no, god. Listen, it's this that, hot brownie inside ice cream with caramel on look, top. Look, la la This is good. a cinnamon and sugar stuff. solid coating. So they take the soft serve and they dip it in and it makes a hard coat around the outside of the soft serve and it's cinnamon and sugar. Those meringues from Hilltop. Oh yeah, those oh, fucking meringue meringues are so brown sugar pecan good. meringues. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. They are so oh good. my god, they're so good. I want so, to yeah. make it. Yeah, I mean this actually my brother used to make those. Uh it's egg white separating the egg. Anyways, long story. Um but yeah, thanks for uh joining us for this retelling. Uh, speaking of things families make, my mom used to make me cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of shit. Fuck who carries mom. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Carrie's mom. Yeah, fuck Carrie's um, mom. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, the message Carrie, we put and out And I'm glad here. you're in a great state of mind yeah, now. now. A better be, one, Now anyway. we beat Carrie and make her cry instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like being beat here. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> At least she gets to have all her shit. You know, nobody's taking her shit away, you know. And we like pee that. on her bed. Yeah, we pee on our bed. Yeah, it's very fun. I like to sleep in it's it. It's almost like a waterbed. It's like it's a very yeah. much like a waterbed. There's a lot of water in pee, so. Yeah, and they listen to R. Kelly songs while they yeah. do it. <laughs> I won't piss Who on you. Who the fuck is R. Kelly? He's the guy that peed on people. Drip, 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 drip. What's one um, of his songs? Dilemma? I don't, I don't know Does any R. Kelly songs. Okay, we, let's not talk about it. Okay, anyway, so on this <laughs> episode of R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode on Rotten Inside Edition. <laughs> yeah, this is When fun. are you going to pee on me? Uh, when are you going to pee on me? <laughs> hey, in other news, and this is just something that I happen to see, and I don't know what's going on with it, but it seems super like, oh, it's so juicy and crazy. The guys from Ghost Adventurers, the bro Ghostbusters, there's like all this controversy coming out right now where they're about to like, expose each other for being liars or some shit. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's like going on on TikTok right now. It's okay. quite interesting. But anyways, yeah, that's been our recap. Uh, can't wait to see fucking Mr. Marlin next weekend. Woo! Yes! Yeah. I hope we are not broke as shit and if, we can take them places. If he brings places. that little fucking bunny along, I'm gonna kick the fuck out of him. Fuck that little bunny. <laughs> you look like a bunny right now. I'm a cat. <laughs> you look I'm a cat. Got I'm a, a kitty cat. Meow, meow, meow. And a meow, 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 meow. I'm a kitty cat. I, I have meow, meow, kitty makeup on. <laughs> this was Rotten Exposed. Yes, before the podcast, I like to put makeup on, you know, just so you guys can see how nice I look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. God knows what's about to happen. I'm a kitty cat. In a dance, 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 in a dance, dance, dance. I'm a kitty cat. Oh. <laughs> Dance, 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 dance. All right, guys. What's that breakdown, though? It's like, don't... Oh, I do sexy things to myself. Dancing. Too sexy for my show. Too sexy for my show. All right, guys. So this has been segment one. We will get right back to you. I think coming up, we might have some, like, horoscopes, I think. We've created our own freaking something in a bag. What? We created something for cats. In a bag. Vegan meow. Yeah, vegan meow. Yeah. 
So check that out. Yeah, check that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Good morning to you. Stay rotten. We'll be right back. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Have you ever wished to hear your horoscope and the Rotten Mornings podcast at the same time? Now you can. Welcome to Carrie's Astro Bites. Hello and welcome to Carrie's Astro Bites for the week of March 13th, 2023. This time you do not have to wait for three. Yeah, it's not three years (laughs) between your next astrology. So, hey, everybody, breathe a sigh of relief. (laughs) You get your. All right, guys, let's start this shenanigans. (laughs) Now, Aries, this week, people in your life, maybe even those you love, are going to seem bossy or more possessive than usual. Don't create conditions for resentment to thrive. Push back gently, but push back. (laughs) Yeah, listen to this while you're pooping. (laughs) If you've been slogging through the swamps of self-doubt lately, this week will offer relief, maybe in a forming interactions with others, maybe in quiet moments of reconnection with yourself. Gemini's, commit to the long game this week. Stop trying to speed through everything. You're stressing yourself out. Cancers. This week, remember that not all the rules are worth following. In fact, some should be broken, so think about which of these might be for you. This isn't about mindless controversy, but about recommitting to your innermost values. Leo, this is a good time to take action on your financial plans. If you've been contemplating investments or other financial moves, now is the time to act on them. Libras, there could be a shift in the dynamics of your romantic or business partnerships. You may need to let go of relationships that are no longer serving you or put more effort into those that are worth keeping. Virgos. This week, you may find yourself focusing on your personal and professional goals with renewed energy and drive. You have a clear sense of what you want to achieve, and you're willing to put in the work to make it happen. Just do it. Scorpios. It may be a good time to network and build relationships with influential people in your industry. However, make sure to stay grounded and focused on your goals. Don't let others' opinions or distractions derail your progress. Sagittarius. This week may bring some excitement and adventure for you. If you're in a committed relationship, you may need to work on communication and trust with your partner. Capricorns. You're a natural leader, and this week, you're going to excel in your career. Your hard work and determination will pay off, and you will achieve great success. You You will have a lot of opportunities to showcase your skills and make a name for yourself. You sound like a little short dude from wrestling, like, oh, my undertaker is going to come down and destroy you. Damn it. (laughs) Aquarius. That's I me. hope it's bad. I hope it's good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Be good, be good, be good, be good. It may seem like you're not making progress or that you're stuck in a rut. However, don't give up just yet. Keep pushing yourself and exploring new opportunities because your breakthrough is looking right around the corner at the end of the street. <laughs> look at it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I see. Oh, look at it. Reese's Pisces. Oh, Reese's Pisces. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, stop it! <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm gonna fucking kick you right in the ass. <laughs> Alright, Pisces, I know you've all been waiting for this moment for like 30 seconds, so here it is. <laughs> for like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Showcase your creativity and innovation in the workplace. You may come up with a new idea or approach that impresses your colleagues and superiors. Don't be afraid to share your vision and take some risk. It's not making that goddamn fuck here. We're all right now. Fuck. Have a wonderful night. Oh my god. The stars are aligning for you. <laughs> you can just see her right now. Fun facts of the week. Right on Thursday evening, Venice, 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 
Venus enters Taurus. This is one of the most sensual trances the skies have to offer. <laughs> Late Saturday night when Mercury enters Aries, it's going to feel like everybody's thinking suddenly snaps back into focus. It's going to be time to act. So there's going to be a lot of crazies in the streets. So be safe out there. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye now. Stay <laughs> Check out the Facebook for the stupid faces Carrie's been making this whole entire time. Wait, wait, wait. Do what you were doing a second ago. Oh, my fucking God. That goddamn face. Go look on Facebook, guys. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this segment as much as we did. <laughs> Oh my god. Get away from the mic, My taco, my taco, my, my, my taco. Uh, All right, guys, uh, stay rotten uh, and have a great astrology day. Stay rotten. (laughs) Hey, listeners, want to choke me? God damn it, Grim, that's not the lines we talked about. Uh, Hey, listeners, want to actually learn something here? Well, get a load of Grim's poetry shorts. Yes, it's on. (laughs) Welcome back to Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Today, I am reading from Edgar Allan Poe. This is A Dream. In visions of the dark night, I have dreamed of joy departed, but a waking dream of life and light hath left me brokenhearted. Ah, what is not a dream by day to him whose eyes are cast on those around him with a ray? turn back upon the past? That holy dream, that holy dream, while all the world were chiding, hath cheered me as a lovely beam, a lonely spirit guiding. What though that light throw storm and night so trembled from afar? What could there be more purely bright in truth day star? And I can tell you why I'm not Edgar Allan Poe. Why? Because he uh, said departed and he didn't rhyme it with farted. You stupid bitch. <laughs> I would have said. Oh. Wait, did that word exist then? Farted? Was that? I don't know. Let's see. Let's look up. <laughs> Hold yeah, on, okay. guys. Here, okay. go- Google break real quick. When <laughs> did farted become a term? All right, don't don't let us down. (laughs) Farted, as it turns out, is one of the oldest rude words we have in our language. Its first record pops up roughly 1250, meaning that if you were to travel 800 years back in time just to let one rip, everyone would at least be able to agree upon what that should be called. Oh my fucking (laughs) God, are you serious? Farted, as a terminology, has been around since the 1200s. (laughs) Okay, well, the poem what, that what? I read... <laughs> right, shut up, shut up. This was a dream he had where the emotions were unfamiliar to him, and he is often consumed by darkness by these thoughts. He says that having a gr- good dream would be much more shocking to him and would end up being broken-hearted when he returned to the real world. To have a dream of life and light scares him when this does happen. It leaves him with a broken heart with all things he cannot have. Oh, that's very interesting. What I sad like boy shit. Yeah. What <laughs> like, rich sad boy shit. Rich sad well, Rich as shit sad boy. No, well, he was when he was adopted. Well, he wasn't technically adopted, but his foster parents were rich. But he himself was always very poor and in debt. Yeah, and he most of his and, life. And, and enrolled in the army as well. Oh, he was kicked out too. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, we're jumping ahead. I want to start from the beginning. Sorry, let's go back. (laughs) Wait, where was I? Okay. So, Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know, I didn't research into his actual middle name before, but when his foster parents took him in, he took on the first name of his foster dad, which was Allen. I have no idea. I don't think that was his, like, actual middle name. He just took it on. Anyway... Everyone knows and loves Edgar in his romantic and gothic literature writing style. He also helped influence the science fiction story genre. He had two cardinal rules for his short stories. The first one was, it must be short enough to be read in one sitting. The second was, every word must contribute to its purpose. That was his thoughts, which was, I think that's great. Yeah. Why have all this extra shit? 
Yeah, every it's minutia <laughs> to purpose. Yes, he was the first person to use the term short story. He was that he actually coined that. And Poe would place his Siamese cat on his shoulder before writing poems. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long he it did that. Really but fucking bad for your back and everything. I don't know. Maybe it was a tiny little like cat. a sort of a pirate thing. Like, yeah. isn't he supposed to have a raven on? I've never seen a picture where. Edgar Allan Poe is displayed with a cat on his shoulders. He's always got a I raven. I never either. He's always got a raven. So you guys out there, you artist, Poe had a cat on his shoulders when he was doing his poetry. So you got to, you know, get it right. There was actual words that he used that he was coined the term of using them. Like, I think he created the words. Well, one word well, one I One of them was not farted. No, no. One was, I don't know how to really pronounce this, but it was tentabulation, which was a ringing of bells, and there was uh, dunderheadism. Oh, I, I use dunderhead. Of course personally. you do. Yeah. And there was donkey dom. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what like, that means. <laughs> that sounds like an S&M type of thing. I'm the donkey dom. And bugaboo, which is the object of fear or alarm. Which ended up being a racial slur later on. Really? Oh, yes. I've never heard 100%, that. 100% that is a racial slur. Oh, I thought it was a cute word. Now nope. I don't want to use it. <laughs> I thought bugaboo was adorable. Well, it's like, I think it was kind of changed from that to a different term. But it's very, okay, exactly well, the same thing. Okay, well, I need but to do it, more research, I guess. Uh, bugaboo has been used as in like... Um, uh, and Mr. Show used it once when he says something like, this counterculture has got me all bugaboo. Oh. Well, there was also bed-diamonded or something. B-diamonded. I don't know how he pronounced it, but it was the wearing or featuring diamonds. And there was also anti-romantic. He started using that first. Anti-romantic. Yes. I like that. <laughs> I did like bugaboo. Now I don't. You ruined <laughs> I know, okay, it. Okay, bugaboo as that term isn't a racial slur, but it's very close to a racial slur. Okay. But bugaboo itself, no, it's, I think that just means like discombobulated or confused or like slightly afraid from confusion. Okay, well, moving along. Poe's name and work is famously known and pops up frequently in contemporary culture, like different books, movies, shows, like everything. Everybody knows who Edgar Allan Poe is. Yes. And like uh, certain ones were Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They had someone portray Edgar Allan Poe in one of their episodes. Yeah, like almost everything in culture throughout the years from 70s, mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, there's always some sort of a reference to Edgar Allan Poe in anything that is yes. fantasy or science fiction or... There was a lot of usage of him in The Simpsons or yeah. and also South Park. Yeah. There was a lot. Okay, a fucking lot. And different movies that were inspired by him. And I didn't know all of this. I knew The Pit and the Pendulum, possibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. The Black Cat. Mm -hmm. Tales of Terror. Mm -hmm. The Mask of the Red yep. Death. Yep. The Lighthouse. Fool's yeah. Fire, and The Crow was also inspired by Poe. I did not know that. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. But uh, I'm going to start with his early life, and we're going to continue in a second part somewhere else. Okay? Yes, but right be, now, it's just going to be his life. early life. But uh, he was born in Boston on January 19th, 1809. When is Carrie born? When is Carrie born? Was she January 19th as well? or? I don't remember. I suck at dates. I don't know. They might have the same birthday. I'm going to have to ask her. But um, both of his parents were professional actors. His father, David Poe, abandoned him and his mom. What a fucking bitch. What a bitch. What a bitch. A little bitch. Yeah. But Poe was just one years old when his dad abandoned him, also leaving other children behind, too. I think he had two other surviving siblings. I've yeah. always wondered, like, when you pronounce what you just said... Like, how is it supposed to be said? Is it supposed to be one years old? Because it's only Did one... Did I say years? Well, I don't know. Because if you say... one year old? If you say he's one year old, it sounds wrong, too. No matter how you I say know, it. I know, no matter what it does. That doesn't matter. Can wrong? somebody help me and help me figure <laughs> Nobody out? Nobody can help you. I've said that a thousand times. Like, I've said, oh, yeah, he's only one years old. Or I've said, he's only one year old. It still sounds fucky. So I don't know. Which way are you supposed to say it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, back to the Anyway, <laughs> um... Sorry, I keep his, derailing this. 
his dad was known as a very suck-ass actor, and his mom was known as a phenomenal, widespread, famous actress. And uh, Sweet. We're kind of like Edgar Allan Poe's parents. How? You I'm the suck-ass, suck and you're the wildly popular one that just That's has not fucking true. kitty cat You're shit just saying shit. Yes, I have cat makeup on my face. Shut the fuck up. I am a cat. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he started drinking very heavily, and I think it was because of all the criticism of his acting skills and also being compared to his wife, who was so much better than he. Mm. But yeah, so he fucking sucked. He. he fucking sucked and left his children and then disappeared from all historical records, so he probably died. He might have killed himself, who knows? He was a piece of shit. Like, why do they keep things on records? Like, you'd figure they'd have it on, like, digital. Well, they or were something. socialites. Yeah, much. but you said that his stuff, like all of his records. You dumb bitch! I know what you're saying. <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck off! Go That's over it. there! And I'm die. over here. Go die! <sighs> but his mom, uh, Eliza Poe, was very everybody fucking loved and adored her and loved catching her shows, and she was known as having this the sweetest, most melodious voice. Do I did I say that right? Melodious. Melodious. Melodious voice. But everybody knew who she was. Nice. That's how they at first knew her children. But I think um, his younger sister, Poe's younger sister, was also a poet. But I'm not sure. I will look more into that. You say David Poe, and my brain keeps calling him David Allen Poe. <laughs> I think. I wonder what his middle name was. I don't remember. I, it might have been. A, I don't fucking. I don't think it was. Anyway. When Poe's pansy-ass dad left him, Eliza struggled to support the three kids that he was leaving behind, and she took on all the stage roles that she could, and while touring Richmond, she became very sick with tuberculosis. I got the TBs! Yeah, it's, it's terrible. TB it so is bad. bad. But, um, one of her fans loved her so much that she took on the role of being Poe's foster mother, which I thought was very cool. Oh, she died when she was 24 years old, and Edgar was three. I think that's very important to know as far as timeline. But um, he and all his siblings were completely split up and sent to different households. And Francis and John Allen took Poe in. It was Francis that wanted him, and John did not fucking want him. Because why would I want kids? They don't have kids. They don't fucking want any kids. Yeah. He's a wealthy merchant. Why would he fucking want kids to take care of? But Francis had talked John into taking the kid in, so they got a kid. Hey, they I got, got a, a free kid. kid. Yeah. Free uh, uh, fucking Poe. <laughs> free free Poe. Po. Free Poe. <laughs> We're gonna swap pages. I write everywhere. But uh, Frances was a socialite in Richmond, Virginia, who loved watching Edgar's mother perform on stage, and she became devoted to Edgar and treated Edgar so fucking well. On the other hand, John Allen, who was a successful tobacco merchant, treated Edgar terribly and spoke about him terribly as well in all of his letters that was survived. I read something about his dad, uh, or what the guy who in like inherited him, that he dealt in a variety of goods, including cloth, wheat, tombstones, tobaccos, and da 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 slaves. What a terrible piece of shit person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> Why is it that every time you hear of like a popular merchant in old time, they always have slaves tack onto them? That's some fucked up mm -hmm. shit. But they did give him a good upbringing and a good education. It's just John treated him terribly and talked shit about him and to him. And, I don't know, I'm pretty sure he beat him. I don't fucking know. He beats me. He probably did. I'm Edgar Allen and my father beat me, so I wrote the rave of They never Neville officially like, adopted him, which confuses me why they gave him the middle name to attach to them. It was like important to do that, but they didn't officially adopt him. Uh, maybe it was just like, look, Poe, I'm really, really busy. I really want to adopt you and everything, but we just got so much stuff to do. And the cat's in the cradle, and the spoon. And the spoon. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, as a child, Poe was extremely athletic, 
And he never wanted to take credit for it, though, which was stupid. I don't know if it was, like, a humble thing or if he didn't want to, I don't know, seem like he was so good. And like, I'm not good at that. You know, i got to push it away. Like, I am humble. Maybe it was, like, the first, like, wannabe golf kid or something. Probably and was. he was like, I don't want to be, like, a sports guy. I like black velvet and bats. Well, never mind these accomplishments, stuff. you know. Yeah. It's not cool I to mean, be I mean, sure, so I'm a football guy, but I'm, I'm a tender-hearted football guy. But he became very renowned for his swim he took in the James River. He swam against the current sw- uh, six miles. So... I don't know how, I don't know anything about that. But yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure know. that's really cool. Hey, what a <laughs> yeah. swim, bro. Yep, you did. Good job. Um, his first actual love was somebody named Jane Standard. Jane. <laughs> Standard. Jane Stannard. Oh, I Standard. like Standard better. Standard. <laughs> it probably was. I might be It's like the it. old school Jane Doe. It was just Jane Standard. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the mom of his best friend. Oh, wow. So yeah. he, was, he was fucking I, milfing it up. I don't know if it was intimate or not. I have no fucking clue. There was nothing about it. I couldn't find anything about it. I searched hmm. everywhere. But this was his first crush, supposedly, and she died of brain cancer. There's going to be what, a lot of you, that. There's why are you looking at me <laughs> like I need to make a joke about brain cancer? There's nothing funny about brain cancer. Brand Shut up! I didn't say anything! Jesus. But he was distraught and cried at her grave a lot. And while that was going on, his foster mother began dying of tuberculosis. So it's like... Or that TB. <laughs> yes. There's going to be a lot of that. Like people. Welcome to the 1800s when like tuberculosis that. was the biggest killer. But his first crush, she was 30 and married and he was 15. And he wrote a poem about her. Uh, it was called To Helen. And it was about her. To Helen back. (laughs) To Helen back. You're stupid. (coughs) I don't know why it's to Helen. I haven't really researched that, but her name's Jane, so why call her Helen? He was just fucking around. Maybe. Your name is Helen. Maybe, but, like, she dies. Everybody in his life continuously keeps dying, and he's such a romantic, and he's so hopeless about it. It's so sad. A sad boy. He's romantic about people dying? Yeah. That's necrophilia. Oh. Learn something new every day. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) But while she was dying, her asshole husband was having I thought you were about to say, like, while she was dying, her asshole (laughs) did something. (laughs) Her asshole of a husband was having affairs in the same fucking house where she was dying in. Like, Uh, probably in the same room. Who knows? Thank God her asshole wasn't having an affair. (laughs) But this really pissed Poe off so bad because... He believed that women should be treated with the utmost respect, and he loved this woman. That was his mom. So, yeah, and he's just like, whatever. Like, he's just like, whatever. <laughs> he's all like, I don't like this. All but right, moving on. <laughs> because Edgar was stepping all over Alan's toes about it and giving him so much shit, Alan sent him away. To the University of Virginia, which had only been open for two years. And uh, he pretty much gave him enough money to get there. Like, get the fuck out of here. And never gave him money ever again. For the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. Yep. But there was a shit ton of crime happening at this university. Like, the whole campus was dangerous. (coughs) Like, um, professors and everybody was getting shot up and killed. And there was a lot of crime. And it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. That sounds horrible. (laughs) But there on campus, everyone loved Poe and his imagination. And people would come into his room and listen to him read his stories and look at his artwork. And people would actually purchase his artwork, but it wasn't enough money to keep him going to this university. So you hear that, guys? Art can conquer everything. But it really didn't in his lifetime. But it didn't. But you said it was like a really rough place, but then everybody loved him anyway. Yes, so, I mean, every school that he went to, everybody that he ever knew pretty much loved and adored Poe and loved his work and loved listening to him, but he was still such a sad ass. A sad ass. Well, like, it's worked for him this far. Well, pretty sure that mostly happened after his death. I haven't got that Oh, that's far fair. Yet. That's fair. Yeah. But he always did well, and his teachers and classmates always loved him everywhere he went. But uh, he was poor and broke and in debt. 
and he tried to make money by gambling, but he only racked up more debt. Um, he sent quite a few letters to his foster dad asking for money, lots of money, and even sometimes just a little bit of money. But of course, his father was like, fuck you, I'm a dickbag, I'm not doing shit for you. Yep. Yeah. What a dickbag thing. What about. a dickbag. <laughs> but, um, for the last few nights at campus, before he left, he had to burn all of his furniture to keep warm because he had not shit. He was broke and it was sad. So he ended up to leave. He had to change his name. He changed his name to Edgar Perry. Yes, I had to remember. Edgar and P. joined the army to avoid prison for all the debt he had collected. But he served, but he. <laughs> served very little time. He had joined for a five-year term in the 1st Regiment of Artillery and was kicked out for disobeying orders because he stopped to have lots of drinks with his friends that he made. <laughs> so he was uh, he was removed from the army, too. <laughs> he was kicked out of the army. Stop being such a sad party boy. <laughs> it was called disobeying orders. Uh, he was dishonorably discharged, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So oh. that is part one of Edward Like and Alan subscribe Poe. for part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to the next one for part two. Yeah, there you go. Yep. We've got a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, guys. not Cliff really. Fucking hanger. See what happens See when he's what kicked happens out of the later. army. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, this was this. Grimm's Poetry this Shorts. Is Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Hopefully and you learned something. I mean, I definitely learned that farted had been around since Fuck the 1200s. Fuck you, Matt. Piece <laughs> of garbage. So, uh, yeah, guys, coming right up after this, we've got a review for the movie um, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Uh, a very fucking badass movie. Very excited for you to hear it. So, uh, yeah, we will see you in the next segment. Uh, stay rotten. Stay rotten. All right, guys, and welcome to the next segment of this Rotten Mornings podcast. Um, in this particular segment, we will be doing our movie review, and uh, I'm so fucking excited to review this. Uh, finally, got one that they both actually enjoyed. I believe Carrie possibly finally. has seen this one before, but didn't remember much about it. No, it was just like little pictures I could remember seeing, but that was it. But this what we watched was my first time seeing it. Uh, what we watched was Cabin in the Woods. It's like one of my favorites, directed uh, by uh, Drew Goodard and uh, written and direct and uh, written by both Josh Whedon and Drew Goodard, produced by Josh Whedon. So it's basically like the Buffy team uh, worked together on this movie. And, and if you're familiar with Buffy, you'll see a couple of characters um, that's in it, like Andrew and uh, a couple other characters. Um, it was really, really, really cool, uh, especially considering I'm a big fan of Josh Whedon's work from his early stuff. Um, and, yeah, so uh, I guess I'm going to kick it over to you guys. Okay. And I will so. start with Carrie on her view of what did you think of the movie overall. It was really good, and I liked it a lot. And uh, I liked, was his name Marty? That dude. I really liked him. I don't know, everything he did, especially when he was dancing like a puppeteer. That was really funny. <laughs> was. He was uh, he was in a Josh Whedon show called Dollhouse that had Elijah Dushku as the lead in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him a lot, so I might have to watch that. And uh, Graham, what are, is your Holy fuck, my mind is blown. Like I said, it was like a plot within a plot within a fucking plot. Like, each and every turn and every segment that kept happening more would just unfurl. And it blew my mind. Like, there was, like, nods to so many horror movies. And my favorite, it, that was uh, the Hellraiser one. Uh, seeing the guy with the saws in his head and with a almost, like, the lament configuration. And I, I fucking lost my shit. I was screaming. Um, the fucking monsters, the blood, the gore, the props, everything they had was so well done. I... I, just, I wanted more. I wanted more constantly. So, like, so from, from the get-go, they establish these characters, and they establish Chris Hemsworth's character as, like, the smart guy. Thor was here! The um, uh, the other guy from Grey's Anatomy was, like, the jock guy. 
the the girl was kind of like just she really didn't have like a refined character because like she already girl? you know the blonde girl the, blonde. the redhead girl you could tell was main character she was the, yes, the virgin the chick even though she artist. wasn't a virgin chick yeah and then marty the you know the scooby-doo and you can kind of put this up against scooby-doo if you consider the uh the guy yeah. from Grey's anatomy as scooby-doo yeah, uh, and redhead girl is like Daphne. Yeah, That's what I call yeah. her. Get in the van, Daphne. And um, so, I mean, like, this is such a... I love movies that do this, that break the third wall, that kind of yes. take all the tropes from other horror movies and kind of retcon them into, like, an existence uh, by saying that the reason that all these movies exist is because we're appeasing the elder gods. The ancient ones is what they called them. So everything the, the first half, I, I consider this movie to have like three parts. The first part is where you're kind of introducing the scientist and the group of kids yes. and they're going to the cabin. I thought it was just like a boring workplace, la da da like are these their parents are going to be talking about or like what the fuck I love on? how well they blended that in yeah. and kept it so like underscore what was going it was on. Very subtle. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like the first half of it. I think that it was it was well filmed, well put together. Now the second half will be after they choose the Buckners. Now l let's talk a little bit about the um, the floor underneath the house. Uh, everything you saw in that area before they made their choice was different things that linked to different monsters in the cages. Yes. So you could kind of go through that scene watching that movie over and over again and see the different things as they're walking around that link to the other creatures that they found. Mm -hmm. The only one that I can never figure out is that Marty was looking at a film strip and I never can place what the film strip goes to the monsters in the cages. I mean, it could be anything. Some of those could monsters be belong to movies, yeah, movie true. franchises. And well, stuff. they all kind of do, but they're yes. retcon in those movies. It would be kind of like a double entendre to say that there's uh, he found a movie inside of a thing that's saying all yeah. movies are real. True. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what I, are the necklace? The blonde girl had like a necklace? I wonder where that... I don't know. And it looks sort of like it had like a scarab or something on it. Like, uh, I could not tell. But at one point, uh, Chris Helmsworth picks up the conch shell. Yes. And he's about to blow on it. And that would have called the merman, which the one scientist was like obsessed with. Oh the my merman. God. The merman. He wanted the mer to see the merman. And the merman came and killed him at the end. That one <laughs> scientist. I, yes. It was so good. But and like, he was eating him. And the, like the blood came out of his I like when they. It's like a love shot because it's like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the blood that, that blows out. <laughs> yeah. When they first go into town and they go to the gas station and they meet the guy that's similar to the Friday the Thirteenth, you're all doomed because mm -hmm. there's they call him the Harbinger. And, it, you know, just your redneck, you know, fucking, there's like a yeah, Confederate flag out the window. You ain't from around here, are you? Get the fuck out, and that's all. that's yeah. fun, and it's really cool to see, like, how Marty dealt with him, like, talking about how, I heard the train's coming through here soon. It'll really help out business. <laughs> I love how it wasn't Fucker. so fucking I mean, it was serious, but it wasn't so serious. Yeah. So it was so and much he calls, in this movie. he calls the scientist, and he's talking about blood will rain down from the skies, and he's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Am I on speakerphone? Yeah, you are, man. You are all the time. So that was that was fucking awesome as hell. And then you know they go to the house, of course, and you see that shot where the eagle's flying through, and it hits the invisible eagle. And that really kind of gives you a hint. Like there's all these hints of what's going on throughout it. Mm -hmm. uh, so when, of course, when Chris Hemsworth is like ready to jump the chasm to get out of there to try to get free, uh, you guys completely forgot that there was a giant barricade there. Yes. And as soon as he hit, you just started screaming. <laughs> and he just kind of rolls down. It was hitting his head all the way down. And I'm fucking dying. I love how the grid was like blowing up every time yeah. he hit. Especially yes. when he first hit it, it was like all pew. It like a beautiful, beautiful firework. <laughs> They're all so happy, like, he's escaping, and then she's like, ah! <laughs> 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 Fucking face. Nah, the, uh, the fact that they set up the, like, romance scene saying that they put the dye in the hair, uh, the hair dye, uh, the dumbed-down agent in the girl's hair dye yes. to make her kind of slutty, and as you notice, like, right where there when they're doing the truth or dare scene, everybody has kind of flipped characters, like, completely flipped. Yeah. Uh, the jock guy became the smart guy. The smart guy became the jock guy. Mm -hmm. 
like they all kind of flipped except for Marty Marty stayed exactly the same through the whole thing he was always just Marty um, but you know them going out and having the sex scene and showing how like you know it, it's funny in horror movies when they have the sex scene and they're in the dark and you can't see anything and then all of a sudden it's just like lit up enough that you can see the girl's boobs and they were joking about how they're the ones that are actually turning the lights up uh -huh. and how the smoke out in the woods when you see those horror movies they're actually pheromones that they're pumping yes. in to make them want to like, up while this is happening the people in the workplace that are watching and seeing all this happening and controlling everything are placing bets and trying to see her boobs and all this shit yeah. going on because they're like unfazed. Obviously, they've been doing this for so fucking long. And yeah, I, I like so that funny. if you pay attention to the cameras and them talking about the other countries that had failed, that you can see other horror movies like, also, like, like Godzilla, yeah. like the The Grudge in Japan. Uh -huh. uh, they had, I guess it was like a volcano, but they had all the ones that were like failed attempts, and they were just showing the aftermath of them. And so that's fucking like there's so many different stories going in this at the same time so uh, much happening all throughout the movie there isn't like a time for oh no i gotta sit and think about all this terrible they, they don't have that there's no no, no room for that the red well, herring when they made you think marty was dead and everybody was like oh I'm not fucking marty he's Carrie like the best like, character <laughs> and of course that's why when they pulled his switch that there was an earthquake and stuff started oh, going wrong because sense. he wasn't actually dead and they it didn't had, appease the yeah. ancient ones. And if you notice when he goes down, you see the blood and guts flying up. Uh -huh. And then later on he confesses that he was dismembering that guy with a trowel and that's what you were seeing, okay. not him getting murdered. Okay. Um, but what my biggest gripe about that part in the movie when they're actually at the cabin being hunted was the darkness. It was so dark that yes. you it was almost hard to make out some of the stuff that was going on. Yes. And it they was had, so dark. It was so well made that if it was lighter, there was so much more to see. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have hurt them that. at all to have a little bit more yeah. light on it. Because some of the blacks, did they blended so well together that like in the scene when she's reaching her hand out before it gets stabbed by the Buckner. You could barely see it. You could barely see it, and you could just kind of see, like, okay, her arm's going out now, but you couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But it did And when work. she's getting her head cut off, again, you can't There's really so see what's going on. Yeah. You just barely yeah. see the saw. You barely see her. what it was. They yeah. were anything. But it worked for Marty in the scene where the girl's behind him, because it's like when he turns around, he can't see it. Yes, so yes. Mm -hmm. And that was a really cool way that they did that, because there was no reason to even have that girl in the scene. But then when they go running back to the house, that's when Chris Hemsworth just kind of like, <laughs> check, because it's like, you, you've got every, every one of these is a setup trope from a horror movie where somebody gets killed and they turned it on its head. So you got yes. that sneaking up character like, oh, it's going to be so scary. And then the jock just comes up and he's like, no, fuck you, pow, and just kind of <laughs> lays it the fuck out. Bong. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to make sure to always have his bong. Like, how fucking smart. And I mean, like, I, I, there's just so many different parts, again, that were just so much fun. Him being drug up into the porthole with the chain was mm -hmm. a really good shot. And her pulling uh, the father buckner down and like being yeah. like you like pain let's see how I like this and fucking that shit <laughs> and then there's face. the dumb blonde girl where she is making out with the wolf the taxidermy wolf head oh and literally the whole time she's just licking the teeth they're all clapping for her the like wolf what the fuck head was the exact same head that the werewolf had Mm, really? And they looked exactly the same. Again, that was like foreshadowing like the other monsters that oh, could have shit. been picked. There. Yeah. Everything, there are so many, like going back and watch this movie again, you'll see so many things that you missed and go, that's what that one was. That one's, that was what that one was. Mm -hmm. But then the movie, of course, like once they think everything's done and the virgin girl is, is the last one, they're like, fuck it, we don't care. We, she doesn't have to die. Because again, you've got those horror movie tropes of the survivor girl. So at that point, the movie would continue, but the scientists are no longer in it because it's been appeased. It's been a perfectly made horror movie, so the old ones are appeased. They basically just like watching horror movies, and then they sleep for eons, yeah. and then they have to watch another horror movie. Um, so it's just, it, it's, it, it's really cool that, you know, him not being dead and them letting her 
continue to like live or not live. And then, of course, they get the phone call from Sigourney Weaver, and she's like, you fucking I idiots. I love seeing her. She's such a fucking legend. Yeah, and, and them going like, who made it? Who made it? And, of course, when Marty steps out her, you know, you definitely she was like, oh, fuck yes. Marty. Oh. <laughs> Marty. And they, you know, finish the guy off, and they run away, and they go into the, um, into the grave there, and he says the thing about the trial, and then they go into the elevator, and the elevator starts going through all the containment units. But they find the elevator in the grave. Yes, in the Buckner's grave, where they actually came from. Uh, And that's when he's like, they sent these people up here, yada, 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 which is technically technically the kids did, because they decided who was going to kill them, because anything could have come out of that hole, depending on what they chose in that basement. Um, And of course, they see all these different creatures. They see a phantom. They see the werewolf. They see the pinhead character, the ballerina Mm -hmm. character. There's they, like uh, so there's de- flying demons. There's the uh, the guys Oprah. the guys yeah, with the snap. masks on snap. are like a, a home invasion movie, like the others or anything it's like that. Like the purge. And like stuff? well, of course the purge is a home invasion yes. movie, but the first okay. one I think was like the others, with, and it, they had those white masks on when they just randomly decided to break into these people's houses and kill them. There was lots of clowns. There yeah. was so much. One of the cool things is is again watching those scenes when the elevator opens. Because there's so many uh, Evil Dead references in this movie, there's a reference to the cabin. Uh, there's a reference to the book that they read in Latin out loud, just like in uh, Evil Dead. There's a reference to the cellar. And there's a reference to when the doors open, there's a rape tree. Just like in Evil Dead, the first one where the girl mm-hmm. get grabbed by the tree and it like rapes her and tears her apart. Mm-hmm. If you look really closely, at one point when the elevators open, these tree arms come out and wrap this guy up and start like going That's into him. That's what was stuff. happening. Okay. Yes. That's Makes one sense. of the rape trees yeah. from Evil Dead. Um, it, like, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, one of the coolest things, like, because again, if, if you have watched Buffy, uh, you'll get another pseudo reference here that the, in the I believe third or fourth uh, season of Buffy they had this underground society that was there to stop demons they were called the initiate uh, and at one point all the creatures get free in the bunker of the initiate and it's a lot like what happened here mm-hmm. but it was made for TV it was it was not anything comparatively yeah. so I feel like Josh Whedon always wanted to make a containment breach where all monsters killed them and that Buffy scene was a precursor to him doing this because then he was able to kind of throw everything at it but if you watch the way that part of the movie is and you see that scene from Buffy you're like ah oh, holy shit this is exactly some of them is shot for shot the same parts from that episode like when you would know didn't you watch like every did, episode of Buffy yes but there's a part where a guy grabs a scientist and throws him over the railing and then the snake grabs him. Yes, That's that literally cool. a shot from Buffy cool. when a vampire grabs a scientist and throws him into the little pit that they've got and there. Carrie and other vampires lost jump on her him. shit during that shot. She was oh. like, oh, it was so good. But the unicorn, the, the fucking God. vampire bat. I can't believe they had a fucking unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 unicorn depression is real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had enough of it. And they, they had like the uh, the insane asylum scientists that were like uh, you know doing different things on people when I you saw the, the Hellraiser shit. characters they had the guy like pinned up with chains oh and the fucking there. torture sh- scene yeah. there oh god it was so good and the fucking the clown that stabbed the guy mm-hmm. and was coming after her to kill her and of course Stabby. the merman uh, the characters that got the um, the actual defense guy, the guy that was watching their door, was classic Scarecrow characters. There were a lot of Scarecrow movies back in the late 80s, like Return of the Scarecrow, Scare- yes. da, 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 da. and they all use like trowels, like from Children of the Corn. He was in the picture. Yes, the yes, yep. He was in the back. That was just like Children of the Corn, because mm-hmm. in Children of the Corn, they had all those paintings they were talking about. That's the guy who walks behind the rose. I want to know who all did the costuming and the makeup effects and everything, because they fucking... Yes. Load the shit out of the water. Yes, okay? it was. It was it definitely. Was good. It, it, I, and again, it's just so. It's so surprising how this movie, out of all the horror movies that I see, 
And I know there's still stuff like, man, I wish I could have seen a little bit more of this, a little bit more of this. But overall, this movie is a fucking payoff movie. This is. is This is what I call fan service. It's when a movie is like, I know what the people want. I'm going to put the money into it, and I'm going to give them what they want, which is literally to see how these creatures are going to kill different people. Yeah. Well, I got what I wanted. And you see that at least they, you chose something good. The yeah. girl that voted for uh, zombies, that was like, "Hey, I voted yes. for zombies," and they were like, "Zombies are different. This is redneck torture it, family." She it was, was actually showing killed like by subculture. zombies oh, in that yes. scene as well. She's being eaten apart I didn't by even the think zombies. About that. And that did. first, like, what the fuck moment when they're just leaving? You think they're going on a little vacation? All of a sudden, there's just a dude on the fucking roof. Yeah, and like, like, okay, they've right. left. They've left. <laughs> <laughs> But like, uh, I mean, I like it was this. Like FBI shit or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like it leads you to think so many different things. That's what's so good about how many different red herrings they put in the movie, while literally putting exactly what's going on blaringly right in front of you. That when you get done, I love when I get done with a movie that I can go back and it matches. Mm-hmm. It like it doesn't change anything. Like at the end of it, like you look at something like, you know, Jason, and at the end of Jason, Jason like runs after somebody to kill him. But yet through the whole movie, he couldn't run. And you're like, you go back and watch it. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How could he do this at the end if this was at the beginning? You know, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. This movie is perfectly planned out that everything mm-hmm. you see continuously stays the exact same. And yes. if you go back and watch it, you're picking up on so many things that you yes. missed that they're like, again, blaringly telling you. This is what is going on. And, like, as it was going, I was thinking that they were releasing, like, paid actors to portray the movie they're creating for the whole world to see everybody die or whatever. Or not the whole world, but maybe people who are paying or top-notch people. And it's, like, holy, no, I was wrong. No, I was wrong. No, it's not that. (laughs) Basically, like, this, this movie, per technicality, has the largest kill count out of any movie ever made because... At the end of the movie, the old ones are rising to destroy the earth. That means everyone dies. Everybody. So dies. at the end of this movie, everybody dies. <laughs> Literally, yeah, every person kill count is the largest kill count. Movie. Yep. Holy shit! Holy shit! Second <laughs> one. <laughs> It's just going to be nothing but a black screen. Yes, yes. just literally a bunch of like elder gods like having tea, like, you remember the humans? Yeah, whatever, fuck them. Anyways, got to get my Pilates in. Stay tuned for Kevin Lewis Part 2. Stay tuned, raising up like out of nowhere, just like, hi guys, so this is what's going on now. This is the after effects, you know, we like we watch the hand comes all. up and then another hand comes up and they just like high five each other and then the hand comes up and it just turns around and gives the finger and like yeah. the hand around and just fades out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should have done that at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you you guys definitely recommend people do check out Cabin in the Woods. Yes, Very fucking highly good movie. recommend. Twelve like out of ten. Fucking five stars plus. Okay? I'm, I'm gonna have to like keep searching for movies to like keep because like if I ramp it up and give you all the good ones right off the bat, you're gonna be like that one sucked. That one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Every Fuck other movie you. is gonna be Event Horizon. No. Gotta get the Event name. Horizon palette. No, cleaner. stop fucking <laughs> saying it. Okay, we're done. Yeah, we quit. Why you gotta ruin the whole night? So, great movie, guys. Um, Thank you for listening to the podcast. thank you. If this ends up being the last segment, which it might be, we might as well do our outro. So, uh... I'm gonna go run naked in the woods. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) From all of us to all of you, as we always say before we go away, stay rotten, stay rotten. Stay rotten. I'm about to go make out with some trees outside. Yeah. It's been really <laughs> fun, guys. Carrie, Carrie say stay rotten, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not coming yet. <laughs> <laughs> stay rotten. Stay rotten on that. Bye, now. guys. We gotta go. <laughs>